Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello and welcome everyone to Awakening. Okay, little uh, Wi-Fi glitch. Some of you know I've been staying out in the um, mountains and you have to do Wi-Fi calling. No sound for me yet. Hello everyone in the chat. Welcome, welcome. Oh my God, you guys, so great to connect with all of you. Um, If you're new to the program, welcome. I'm glad you found us. 
If you're returning and subscribed, thank you for being a part of the Awakenings. There you go. Yeah, maybe it was BTR. Okay, maybe it was BTR. Um, anyway, it just clicked off, and then I couldn't get back on. So if you're new, this is Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You surfed in, dialed in, tuned in to the right place if you are moving from a life path to a soul path and living more and more awake. So we cover a lot of ground here, and we also have great guests on the program. So, And today is no exception to that rule. In fact, we get so much good feedback about our guests. We're very lucky, blessed, however you want to say it. Uh, today we have Randy Terran on, and we're going to talk about his most recent book, The Emotional Advantage, Embracing All Your Feelings to Create a Life You Love. Woo, I love this. Um, kind of ties into our last guest, um, Mark Allen, co-founder of the publishing company No World Library um, that also publishes Eckhart Tolle's books, um, most notably The Power of Now. And Mark Allen's book, The Magical Path, is amazing. Some of you have already uh, left me messages saying that whether on social or email uh, that you got the Mark Allen's book and that you're loving it. So um, I'm so happy about that. I've been reading it also, really like it also. It all fits into what's going on right now. All right, if you're in the chat, hello. And if you want to talk in the chat, that's great. If you want to hang out there um, and just listen, that's great too. Um, if you want to ask questions or interact, then you need to do a profile with BTR, kind of sign up with that. If you have a question or a comment or you want to say, hey, that number is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad that lets me know that you have a question or a comment that you want to get on air. Okay, okie dokie. All right, you guys, so much to go. I'm going to definitely do readings. Um, I want to give a shout out, first of all, to my YouTubies, my radiant lights on YouTube that have been so patient with me, so sweet, so kind, because many of you know I was going through a lot with my little fur baby, Yoshi, who's 15 years old, and it just, um, oh, you know, that she had to have surgery, and there was just, literally, I, I said, it was like having a fur baby, geri or geriatric fur baby. Very aged, but very young. You know, sometimes I'd have to hold her, rock her to sleep, you know, the anxiety, and as they're getting blind, more blind or can't see with the cataracts. And she eats really well and good, you know, good diet, good nutrition, exercise as much as she can do and probiotics and supplements, glycoflex for her hips and, but still the body, you know, goes through its aging process. And so to watch that as they can't hear so much or see so much, they get anxiety like people and they need to be held. And sometimes it'd be one in the morning, two, three, four, five, you know, or I get her to sleep by 11 or 12, and then she'd be up at two and, you know, medication, pain medication, you know, anyway. So that's what had been going on. But I want to give a couple little shout outs to Pixie Jewel, Inner Shanti, Walter, love you, thank you, Karen, love you, thank you, Adele, Cynthia. Crystal Bowles, Gretna, X-Sprite, Litex, Melanie, Jamie, to name a few, Bridget, Sarah, Kimmy Ann, 
Let's see who else is here. Vivi, Michelina, Taryn, Rachel, Lindsay, Kate, <laughs> Amali. Let's see who else is there that just kind of Anne Marie, Peggy, all of you, Healthy, Express, Rose Ellen. If I missed any of you that recently commented, Teresa Palmer, Jasmine. Okay, there's so many. Linda, all of you, Beatrice, Vita, all of you that have been um, a part of the Awakenings community, you know, here on Blog Talk Radio and beyond and on Facebook. Thank you so much for being supportive and being there for me and for most importantly for Yoshi. So I have uploaded a new video. Uh, I just have to do the link, October Energies and Focus Messages from the Spirit and Oversouls, um, from Spirit and the Oversouls through my higher self. So this morning I was very called in my meditation to do a reading on the October Energies, kind of like how I do on my blog posts. Um, soulplayground.life and really tune in and then bring in the, the, the tarot and numerology with the messages that I was receiving. So I hope you um, check that out. I also am going to be having a amazing teleworkshop coming up on October 19th. I want to let everyone know about very excited about this and um it's on the universal law of activating the law of magnetic attraction and using conscious creation. Okay. Hey, Angie. Hey, all of us sitting in our white hair. Crystal Bolt. Hello in the chat. Okay. I hope you guys, everything's good. Sound is good. Uh, those in the queue. Again, that number 347-539-5122. And press one on your keypad and that lets me know you want to get on air all right so we had a question come in about Lemuria and I touched on it briefly and there isn't the other dimensional um, place if you will I guess island some people could call it but we have two that also represents our state of consciousness in form okay it's our state of being or the, the, the type of formatting, I guess, is another way that you could say that we have. And that is Atlantis or Atlantean times or Lemuria or Lemurian times, right? And both of those represent our, our nature. One is very emotional, which is sensing, seeing. They're both very telepathic. But the Lemurian nature, and it's just, it's just it's said that some people have more of the Lemurian nature, some people have more of the Atlantean. It's also said in um, esoteric principle, insights, beliefs, uh, scripture, if you will, you know, kind of the, the plan unfolding, that part of what we're all doing is bridging our Lemurian, which is more of the feminine energy, more of the intuitive, the sensing, the feeling, the, the part of us that wants to connect. And the Atlantean, which is more the, the masculine or left brain, the other is more the right brain, which is all about technology, um, structure, the ideas of exchange. Um, there is a connecting also 
but I want to say it's done in a way that is much more detached and less emotional or emotional driven, driven, right? So the, the, the listener that um, emailed about um, the Lemurian, that they're, they're awakening more to that. And I was talking about Hawaii and I called it, you know, the land of myrrh, which is also known as, and that's why Hawaii um, it's said to be like Hawaii, I believe, or near there is is Lem- where Lemuria was, and if I'm Atlantis, I believe was ancient, pre Greece, Rome, over in that area, right? Um, now again, because during that time, the really the location or physicality was much more different, and the idea is that people say that these ancient civilizations destroyed themselves or were destroyed my understanding is that they're just other dimensional okay similar to like if you can connect with other dimensional beings which i have very much being in the mountains now where i'm at the the indigenous people i mean i'm recalling my past lives that i've had um some through my own recognition and some through past life regression and in fact, I was picking up my friend's dog today, and I was just so taken over and crying. And I had to pull off the side of the road. I did a little video I'm going to upload later to Instagram, my Insta, you know, live, or my Insta story. Um, it was so powerful. I was seeing so many images. And one of the things the guides were saying is that we're all reconnecting to these other parts of ourselves that we lived out or were short-lived. And so many of us are what's called we're in a completion cycle, especially astrologically. If you have a lot of planets or very significant planets in the 12th house or the 8th house, you're completing your ending. Okay, especially the 12th house, but also the 8th. It depends, you know, what is placed there. Um, Like my north node is in the 12th. And my Mars. So it makes me very hard to get things done unless I'm in a flow or connected to spirit, source energy. I have to learn that or I had to learn that the hard way and still sometimes forget it. So if you feel like right now you're completing all these different parts of you from, you know, childhood, middle school, you know, trade school, call, whatever, you know, whatever, infancy, you know, small child, and you're having you know, there's a lot of bleed through right now, especially as we have that Neptune in Pisces and the water trine that we had. Also because with the North Node in Cancer, it's, you know, it's about the past. It's about the mother, the mother load, the mother principle, the divine mother, and how to balance that with the divine masculine and divine father, you know, those male principles and female principles. So there's this opening up to look at the past more truthfully and connect with our past all at all levels, our relationship to mother, mothering, our mother, you know, so there's many layers and levels. So there, a lot of the bleed through because so many of the veils have been dissolved or lifted, you're much more in touch with your other dimensional realities or past life, future, you know, you're, you're mo- we're moving different timelines. Many of us are jumping timelines or we're completing timelines through soul's experience or expression of, of the soul contract, if you want to call it, vibrationally, that vibration, even beyond the idea of a contract, even beyond belief systems, those, those vibrational frequencies are no longer in sync, so they're falling off. So you need to be looking at what are you in sync with. 
So it doesn't surprise me that one of the listeners is saying, I've been dreaming of Lemuria and I'm drawn to Hawaii or they had just gone to Hawaii and they felt all that they had all these images. I actually had, it's interesting over the last six months, I actually had three or four people email about Atlantis and Lemuria. So think about it this way, the Atlantean energy, which a lot of people say are very devoid of feeling and very, um, I, I also feel like like the, the autism and on the Asperger's, the autism spectrum or Asperger's, that and we could say cut off from emotions, but it's a different way of interpreting energy and motion. And yes, it is more mental based, more vision, visionary, mental based, and, and can be intellectual. Doesn't have to, it's the mental realm. When we look at Lemuria or that Lemurian nature, it's very kinesthetic, very empathetic, it's very porous. It's very other-directed, where the Atlantean energy, if we're talking about it as energies, is very single-focused, is very self-directed. For the good of the all, because it, it, the Atlantean area does have a lot to do with groups and group service in, in, the, in the group, but higher-level technology. So they're coming together. There is this merging. So imagine this with the technology, with the telepathy, with the less over-emotionalism or trauma-drama, you know, trauma bonding. So we move out of that, but yet we move into also being aware of our interconnectedness and feeling our interconnectedness, feeling and sensing and being empathetic beings, but yet working at a higher level technologically. And I don't mean just technology um oops i keep getting booted out of the chat okay but you guys can hear me right let me know in the chat can you hear me my co-hosts co-pilots cohorts sound engineers so if you're feeling right now that you're in between worlds or you're getting different messages or you're being guided in a certain way or you're just having more anxiety more fear more uncertainty and then a wave of that and then a peace and a knowing comes in and a reassurance it's because you're clearing out these old timelines you're clearing out these probabilities you know kind of like string theory you know or parallels you know all things happening at once but which one do we choose there are these probabilities so yes that lemurian nature is about connecting more empathetically but to use the gift and the ability of telepathy, remote viewing, these higher aspects of taking in information and relaying information, broadcasting, we need to have be, be of the highest integrity. And the way that we can be of the highest integrity is when we're empathetic. It's very difficult to hurt people on purpose you know, even animal beings, um, you know, and that doesn't even mean eating them. It doesn't matter. I mean, that happens and that's fine. But to see the sacredness, to see the circle, to see the circle of life and where you, that you're a part of that circle of life, that you're not um, excluded from that or apart from that. You know, everything is consumed and taken in and then released. Everything, everything and everyone is taken in that way. 
So, yes, so that these mystical lands are not just lands, just like the sun and the moon, just like the planets, the trees are not just trees separate from us. They're aspects of us. We have a tree aspect within us, roots, a center, right? The star, the stardust, the moon part of us, the sun part of us, right? If you look at astrology, we are those planets, they, and those planets are us. There are different ways to look at energy and, and understand the energy and align to it or use the energy, right, alchemically. And so when we talk about, it doesn't matter, is it Lemuria, is it Atlantis? You know, is it London? Is it Paris? Is it England? Is it Canada? Right? Is it Croatia? Those are all aspects of us. Even the peoples of those places are aspects of us. We all have an, an indigenous aspect of us, too. doesn't matter what your skin looks like or where you came from. There is our indigenous roots. We've had a few times, um, I can see his face, but now it's Wesselman, Hank Wesselman, who is a paleontologist and an anthropologist, as well as a sh- trained and initiated shaman, and he's talked about, and not just him, other archaeologists and paleontologists uh, reading the, 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 the skeletal remains and looking back in our history that we all come back to Africa, to the great mother, and that our skin tone or variation happens depending where we landed. Where there was more sun, there's more melanin. Less sun, less melanin. You know, which makes sense. When I lived in Chicago for a while in England, I got so light. Um, now where I'm in Southern California, I'm out and about, like, you know, sunroof is open, like convertible, you know, get, I get more sun. So look at those areas that we talked Atlantis, Lemuria, as aspects of yourself, not just these mythical places or other dimensional places or parallel worlds, if you will but aspects of yourself that you are reconnecting with and maybe perhaps rebalancing and understanding more. We're not going there, but we're becoming that. And those attributes of those places are coming, they're being, they're seated within us and they're beginning to sprout and take form through us on this dimension. This is one thing that people need to be, I think in a way very aware of is that, our um, ascension process, the awakening and ascension, is not going somewhere. It's bringing that experience into the earth plane or earth realm. We already have all these other experiences and other awarenesses and abilities in non-body, non-physical form, denser physical form. It's about bringing that. That's why the max heaven on earth. It's not biblical. It's literally living day to day in the angelic realm, talking to the angelic realm, talking to the spirit guide, spiritual high oversoul, like, hey, how are you? Your friends that died, you know, that's on the other side. You know, your your clients on the other family, whomever, right, on the other side. It's having more of a seamless experience of what is seen or for some seen, but let's say more felt and sensed etherically, astrally, that spirit, spiritual realm. So it's experiencing more of spirit in the denser physical realm of the earth, having an experience of less and less 
separation, recognizing that we've separated out, but we are not separate. That's really important that we're not, we're not separate. We have simply separated out to have an individual experience and expression of the all that is, but we still are the all that is. And so how do we live from that awareness and understanding and most importantly, feeling this? We've got to feel it. For it to be true, we have to feel it. That's, that's part of the earth plane. It's not just see it. You know, that's where we get into vibrational frequency, you know, and resonance. You have to feel. You know, a lot of people, and I'm going to talk about this and dive into it. Like, you know, if you guys are interested in my teleworkshop that's coming up, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to soulplayground.life and look at um, Soul Path Happenings workshops, teleworkshops. Click on there. See, here's the deal. We've still been caught in the mental realm, which is Atlantean, which Atlantis came after Lemuria. So a lot of people in the manifesting, and this is kind of an error, even when they say, you know, magnetic attraction, or we attract what we think. No, by the time we get to thinking, I mean, vision and thought is so important. Affirmations are so important. But if it's not backed by the energetic feeling, not necessarily the emotion, but the energy in motion, and later the emotion, you have to have the passion, the fuel, you have to have the charge. This is why resonance is so important and is the language of the soul is resonance. Do I resonate with this? Do I resonate with this food? Whatever I ate, is it resonating with me? If it doesn't, it gives me an upset stomach. We're not mental beings. That's an aspect of us. We're, we're creator. We're energetic beings. One of the ways that it manifests, yes, is mentally and physically. But vibration the numerical quantitation that we are, composition that we are vibrationally, energetically, is pre-thought, is pre-word. Right? It's the sensing. In other words, if any of you have ever traveled, I used to do a lot of traveling extensively. If you've ever traveled and you've been in another country, you know, it could be another city or state, but let's say another country where you do not speak the language and you have no reference to the language, how do they know you mean them no harm? Even if they're receiving something telepathically from you or you're saying something as best as you can in, in their language, you know, or you're pantomiming it, right? You're playing charades. It's the, it's the energy that you're communicating. It's the intention, but it's the intention through the energy, Right through the yes, there's visuals, maybe a smile, but they get, but you can have a smile with no smile in the eyes, dead eye, right? Or you can just say, I get a good feeling about this person. So we're really being redirected to understand energy and motion, emotions, feelings, sensing, which is where the gut knowing, the intuition is. Intuition is pre thought. It comes through as thoughts, maybe feeling and smelling. So in order to manifest more of what you want and align more to your soul, you have to get into the feeling tone of that which you want to experience. So if I want contentment, I need to not think. It doesn't do any good to just think about contentment or 
visualize it or write posties, you know, or put it up somewhere. I need to feel content and then back that up, you know, with the visualization, the visioning, um, the affirmations or the posty notes, whatever it is, that I need to feel it. Because once I feel something, it becomes real in, in an energetic format. And that's what gets broadcast are the feelings behind the thoughts. All right. Let's get to callers. All right. I'm so happy. Let's get to callers. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello, hello. Hi, Michelle. This is Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so inspired by all of you. Plus this new moon in Libra energy that's dancing with Venus and Mercury and not sure if Mars, I think Mars. Anyway, I know the personal planet, so it's it's pretty nice. How are you? I'm doing very well. My question today was basically what do you see for me in regards to a life partner and timing and Okay, let's look at this. Okay, I I feel like there's there seems to be a shift in um, December. I feel like you're going to be much more um, I hear mobile and out there. So I don't know. Maybe there's some something about movement or commuting with a car. I don't know, bus, subway, something. I feel like right now your energy feels like you're in the mind about it and you're hopeful. But it's going to require you to be in some new areas. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. But I would say by next year and probably the beginning. But it. But somehow you're going to. I don't know. I feel you're. I feel there's something you're going to do where you're commuting. Hmm. It, I don't know. Spirit's not showing me if that just shifts the energy to draw somebody in, or you actually meet the individual during the commute. But the commuting has something to do with drawing in that partner. Okay. I don't know if it's a new job, but there's some, does that make sense? Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about yet? No, I, I mean, I can, I commute, you commute to, now. I wouldn't to really call it a commute. I mean, it's like my job's 10, 15 minutes away. Now it's going to be further than that, whatever it is. So it could be an interest that you end up having. There's something where you're going to have to go further out to where you are now. It's in the circumference. It's around you. It's not like, you know, 30 miles away or, you know, or I don't know, 100 miles away or long. But there is something that you're going to do that shifts your energy. This is for everyone, too, that's listening. What happens when we – well, when we get, like, overconnected or stuck to people, but it's not just people situations, there's these what's called aka cords. And it holds us in place and time. And so whether it's our furniture, how we have that arranged, the same route that, that we go to every day, it doesn't let new things in. It's like being on a certain track, right? Mm-hmm. You go two steps up, three steps back, two steps to the left, two steps to the right, up, down, you know, da 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 So very often, whether it's a new job, you know, 
you know, a, a tip, getting healthier, drawing in, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, life mar- partner, whatever, significant other, very often people will say, oh, for some reason I did this or I did that. Or I went here, I didn't really want to go, but I did, and this is what, I ha- what happened. So there has to be an opening to allow the new influence in because it's all about vibrational frequency. When we're doing the same thing all the time, it's the same vibrational frequency. We're hitting the same notes. So it's always good to change it up when you want to draw something new in, Okay. whether a circumstance or a person. All right, Brendan, thanks for calling in. No problem. Bye-bye. To the next caller. Hello, hello. You're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Hi, Michelle. It's Willa. Hey, Willa. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. Um, I called in a couple weeks ago and talked to you, and um, you gave me some um, information about uh, you know relationship coming and opening up for me in the next like six months. However, um, I'd like to see if you could give me some clarity on what's going on with my ex-husband because um, I just feel like we're in this cycle and I feel like every time I get any kind of like a a reading or I do my cards, um, it's telling me like that he's looking to apologize or reconnect or, or that he's feeling a bunch of stuff towards me. However, he's not saying anything or acting any different way, but he is there. And he's, yeah. he's around me he's because of my be, son. See, it takes a lot longer. It takes a lot longer for things to move out etherically, um, even a little bit astrally, especially if it's a karmic relationship. It's astral. It's like sticky glue. Mm-hmm. I also feel like somehow he would like to be back with you or feels like he wants another chance. Now, I don't feel he's going to necessarily act on this, but there is this kind of like, like you're exhausted. You're like, I'm done. I'm exhausted. That's it. I did it. everything I could. I'm done. I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. I think you just have to let it hang. I think as you move in the new direction that I do see you moving in, which I feel is like more March, April, May, you'll have mm-hmm. somewhat of a closure around the holidays. But I feel like holidays could even be triggering for you. I feel, I don't know how much of an apology, it may even be, I wish things had worked out differently. Um, did he cheat on you? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. See, it's the cheaty. He has the cheaty guilty. So, yeah, so he's dealing with that. But, it, you know, there's some things he just doesn't want to kind of own up to admit. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to wear his heart on his sleeve. But I do feel like you'll get something but it's almost there's hmm. something that shifts in you, like a switch. Because I feel when you get it, it's like an afterthought. It's like you're more present and compassionate for him and his wounding. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm pretty much moved past this. But I, it's just like that. his apology or his just saying, you know, um, I really messed up and this whole thing like just crumbled beneath us would just be the last little bit that I need to heal. It's like him being around and being nice and taking care of my son and doing everything is wonderful, but there's just that one part. But sweetie, that's your, that. lesson is to let it, that's your lesson to let it go. I can't tell you how many things that I've had horrible happen to me that was absolutely no fault of my own. One thing at a spiritual center that I was like, I had to really use my spiritual tools 
And I waited and waited for that apology. It didn't come till three years later. And the person was mm. so, you didn't do anything wrong. It was my mom's fault, my fault. I was projecting all, and, and I knew. But sometimes it's that, that attachment is the very thing we're working on. That's why I'm saying mm. it's not going to happen until you don't need it. That, that's just your lesson right now mm. with it. You're going okay, so to move He'll do it in his own way. about him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just let it be. That's the human thing. That's the astral human, the emotional thing. Don't judge yourself on it. Just be in the pro. Oh, thinking mm. about him. Let me journal. Oh, I wish this. I wish. Give yourself time to do that, and then go. Okay, but I'm here now. Let's move on. I listen to you. Thank you very much. That part of me inside. And now we're going to do something else. Now we're going to go. Right. You know, have a cappuccino, or we're going to go for a walk, or run, or ride. You know, Keep whatever. Moving forward. Go yeah. color. <laughs> Yeah, but mm-hmm. process that part because it's all about your self-love. The thing that I feel with you, you actually need, Willa, to forgive yourself for not only getting in the situation, but you gave him so many chances, and that's what's really pissing mm-hmm. you off. Because <laughs> that he didn't, mm-hmm. you know, he, did, he didn't get it. He just took advantage. But I do feel he's mm-hmm. got the guilties, and he is thinking of you of like, what if, you know. So you're picking up his feelings and thoughts psychically subconsciously on the astral plane but the ego mm-hmm. part of him the human part of him is not ready to relay that yet yeah it takes a yeah lot and that's what all my readings keep saying that leap mm-hmm. see yeah listen he's i have a libra to, I and the libra in him is just not doing it <laughs> yeah i apologize to somebody that i cared about a long time uh, it was like six months you know i really thought of some stuff and i thought you know and I didn't hear anything back, and I just had to let go of it. I was like, whoa, that guy is so wounded. Um, but I did it for me to complete, even though what I did was not so, quote, unquote, bad. Um, it was, you know, it was just my little sharp tongue. <laughs> Calling out the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, so, again, the person that's the most conscious has to do the conscious behavior. And at some point, the other will come around. But unfortunately, all we can do is process the emotions around it, the beliefs and thoughts, and, and bring ourselves into the present and work through it. That's the lesson. That's the lesson for you. Okay. All right, Willa, keep listening. I'll talk right. to you later. Thank you. I will. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right, here we go again. We've got another caller on the line. So hello and welcome to Awakenings with Michelle Mache. You're on air live. Hello. 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 Yeah, hello. Can you hear me? I guess it's me. Hi. Hi, Michelle. This is Sonia. Hi. Who is it? Who is it? My name is Sonia. Hi, Sonia. Hey, I just want to answer one thing in the chat that's cutting cords. Cutting cords don't always work if you still have the interlocking or in sync with the vibrational frequency of the more important than the person, the situation. And also if there's a karmic tie there or their twin soul twin flame or there's a karmic so cutting cords don't always work okay um, until we've shifted our vibrational frequency enough or done the healing around it you can try it can lessen things but the message is always to handle the emotional aspect for ourselves the wounding and move into that self-love and self-compassion that will do you know wonders okay tanya let's get to you now Hi, this is Sonia with Hi. Ness. Um, hi. Uh, yes, Sonia? I, uh, we, okay. yeah, Sonia, 
Yeah, uh, I've called okay. before, and um, we, I've had some private, conver- um, you know, readings with you as well, but it's been a while. So things have been going pretty well, and, you know, the advice you gave me, I, I thank you because they, you know, have all sort of fulfilled and, you know, come together as the timeline and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're doing pretty well, and then, um, I don't know, I feel like something is, uh, I don't even know what to what to say or what to ask, but it's like not synchronous. Things are really, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Like, just not, just just crazy. I don't know, not not jiving. Um, uh, just in the last probably month, and then more so in the last couple of days, just um, frictiony maybe, or or like like last minute things change and things that I thought were, were secure aren't and um, with my business and personal life as well. So I don't know if you have any insight on that, if there's something I'm, you know, maybe I need to ground more or this is just the cosmic energy that's happening right now. Um, but I just feel like the flow is riveted and um, I don't know how, I don't even know how to put it into words, but I feel it, you know, but I don't know how to put a word on it, but it's a, uh, friction kind of or just bizarre like really bizarre things kind of happening mm-hmm. like unexpected terms and... it... okay, yes okay you've still got to read the blog post that I did on soul playground for this month okay um, and also the YouTube video I, I really address this there's a lot of disruption really? this month yes there's a lot of disruption now it's been happening but what's going to happen this month is it's going to two things. It's going to get heightened, but you're also going to see it as breaking up the patterns, and you're going to begin to see that it's breaking up patterns of thoughts and feelings and behaviors to free you up for more stability or security. So I feel with you, it's in another way, it's this divine discontent. It's just like you want the change, you want to move on, you want more, but you don't yet know where or what. And what's happening right mm-hmm. now is your higher self as well as spirit, God, the universe, so the, the creative energies, undiluted as well as filtered through your higher self, are really working on you to see yeah. where do you hold right to where do you hold yourself back. Now here's the deal you guys That's I've true. been getting from my guides, which is so interesting. It's not necessarily that what everybody was doing was necessarily wrong or, you know, not living up to your potential. You know, a lot of times people that write books or speak on this kind of stuff, it's like, oh, you're limiting, you were doing this. No, it was your incarnation. So in other words, we're living many lifetimes in one. And little lifetimes, but some of them are huge lifetimes. So many people are just, you're done with that old way of being. But a lot of times people, like some people may be the same way until they're 90, 100 and pass on, right? They cross over. But many of you, the light workers and star seeds, you're jumping timelines. You're going, you know, you're bringing this information, past, present, future self. You're, you're bringing all this, and then it's like, oh, that's done. That way of being or expressing is done. But you still have the formatting of it. So the formatting is being cleared, you know, like old PC flash drives, you know, and you, that you, you, you know, like, let's say you have an Apple flash drive and you want to yeah. use it, you have to change the formatting. That's what's happening. Our formatting is being changed. So I would just say do what you can to move with the process and through the process. 
because I feel like you're going to okay. find yourself in such different circumstances that you're having to Gosh, clear, right? Yeah, that's so interesting because, um, you know, I've, I listen to your podcast. I listen to it, you know, remotely because I, I rarely can get online on uh, live uh, during this time of day. Mm-hmm. I'm East Coast. But the guest you had a few weeks ago was talking about the numbers. Or you, maybe you were talking about more so just all the numbers that were coming and. Yes, forever I've would. seen yeah, 11, 11, yeah, yeah. 11, 11 all the time. But recently I've been seeing more 444s and I know that like every day, you know, mm-hmm. and I know you mentioned that it, um, is indicating big change. So, um, yeah, I just, I get a little, I got a little mm-hmm. nervous because I don't know all this bizarre change and quick change, you know, just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just all these crazy events that are happening that are not expected. And so I just worry that it was something negative. No, no, it's not negative, but you're wrapping up these different karmic tidbits or different timeline tidbits, you know, different ways you, like Mm -hmm. an actor, different roles that you play. But also 444 means divine protection. You're protected by the astral, uh, the the angelic realm. So you're being divinely Mm -hmm. guided and um, divinely protected. So yeah, it's a, that's a very good sign. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. Okay, so you, you don't feel like something through. bad is going to happen because that's my like worst. I'm always worrying. Oh gosh, what if something tragic is going to happen and I'm being protected, or I have to, like this is a warning sign, or you know, I know my brain always wants to go there, but um, but I see that's I just, what you need to clear. That's what's holding you back. Yeah. The see, you're the fear. The worst yeah. when I don't see that. Yeah. No, okay. I just feel like you're wrapping up these little ways of holding yourself and fear and doubt. See, that's a it's big true. one yeah. because that's a that's a mm-hmm. yeah that's a whole earth separate and I've got it too. You know, we all have it uh, that has to be cleared to connect more with the soul. Is is marinating in the fear, the doubt. When is the other shoe going to drop? You know, and we're taught this: things are going good. Yeah. How long can it go good? Oh, the other shoe is going to drop. You know, there's all these little sayings and platitudes. So we've been, you know, so a lot of what's happening is, is it's the condition response patterns that are being broken up, these beliefs and these ideas, you know, like, you know, you can't really trust anyone, you never know, you've got to take care of yourself, you got to do mm-hmm. this, you want something right, you got to do it yourself. You know, all these little things that sound kind of old-fashioned or, or for some people cute or little truisms represent beliefs, limiting beliefs. So yeah, that's yeah. all being broken up. Mm-hmm. All being broken yeah, up. Yeah, it feels crazy. I have to tell you, like I just feel disconnected. I feel dizzy. I feel like, like the human behavior around me is really erratic, and it doesn't make any sense. And like, what is happening to everyone around me? And um, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know if it was some kind of cosmic thing happening. And <laughs> well, it is cosmic, but here's the it. thing: see, ev- everyone is feeling these energies. They just interpret it differently. And so imagine if you don't have, like, like my soul path handbook. I mean, I'm trying to give people, I've been doing this since, you know, the early 90s. Like, here's the heads up, what's happening and why, you know. I still have to go yeah. through it, but here's right. the heads up. So, so people that are kind of just living a regular life path that aren't consciously on a soul path, recognizing, you know, the metaphysics of it all. Um, you know, that they can create what they want. Oh, you know, we can go on and on. They're getting these intense energies. That's why they're 
more fearful or cutting people off when they're driving, you know, upset, not, you know, just in the devices, overdoing things because they don't quite know what to do with these energies. They're feeling it. They're feeling the big change. There's a lot of uncertainty that brings anxiety. And, of course, it manifests in our systems, in our corporations, our companies, Mm -hmm. you know, in our political system, educational. So everything is being, it's the converging flow part of awakening. Everything is being broken down, but it's also being built up. Everything's coming apart, but it's also coming together at the same time. We're seeing the worst of the worst of humanity, but we're seeing the best. So that, because only by awareness, right, can we make those changes. And that's the same with us individually. Sonia, keep Mm -hmm. us posted, okay? thank you. (laughs) You're so very welcome. So welcome indeed. Take good care. Take good care. Okay, we've got time for one more call, and then we're going to go into our awakening conversation. So I want to welcome our next caller. Welcome. You're on air. Yes, hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Yes, to whom am I speaking with? This is Megan. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? you? Yes, I'm doing great. What's your question or comment? Wonderful. Um, So I, um, well, my job ended and we agreed that I would get severance. And so I didn't get as much as I expected. And so I'm wondering if I should say something or if I should let it go. Always say something. Speak up. That's, again, one of the things I talked about on my YouTube video today was what came up was speaking up or speaking our truth and also living our truth, letting the mask, letting the mask go, the good boy, the good girl, letting the mask go. I don't know that you'll get something, but I feel it's, it's for you to empower you about your perception, your viewpoint. Um, I'll okay. have after awakening, probably about, probably, yeah, about 145, I'll have that video. Um, it's uploaded. I just have to put it live. Take a listen to it because I really dive into this. And I feel for you, Megan, you're going to get something that you love even more. And I feel like six months from now, you're going to be like, oh, I'm so glad I, I left. I'm so glad I got kicked out of there. I'm so glad I moved on. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. You'll, you'll be happy. You'll be happy that you did. Okay, but and yeah. financially, do you see me okay? Yeah, that's why I said you'll be happy. Yeah, you'll be happy. Oh, okay. What this did, sometimes the spirit, our higher self, does it. Sometimes we get yeah. a little less, or we get a little. So we go, we so we don't rest on the laurel. So we follow through on that dream. Like, oh, I guess I can't just go into <laughs> right. you know, little small mode right now. I got to stretch, and that's what happened to you. So, yes, I would say six months when you look back, you're going to be very happy with with what happened. Okay, right, wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you're you so, so much. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Good bye-bye. to connect. So keep listening. We're coming to our second half of the program. We're going to have our awakening dialogue today with Randy Teran. Uh, Randy is the CEO of a global organization, Project Happiness, with a loyal following following of 2.5 million people. She's been covered on O Magazine, NPR, and HuffPost. As a producer of the award-winning documentary on the nature of happiness, she facilitated interviews with George Lucas, Richard Gere, 
and neuroscientist Richard Davidson. Her best-selling book on happiness became the basis for curriculum in over 120 countries worldwide. She's worked with first ladies, ministers of education, and major thought leaders. Um, she's also served as a board member to the Dalai Lama. She's also a master in NLP and does a lot of speaking engagement. And we're going to be diving in and talking about her recent book, Emotional Advantage, Embracing All Your Feelings to Create the Life that You Love. Boy, do we need that now. Is that ever relevant right now? Okay, I want to welcome to the program, Randy. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. you. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Oh, you as well. Wow, it's so amazing, um, you know, what you're covering with the book, this whole idea of the emotional happiness and creating a life that you want and love. That seems to be such a theme right now. It always has been, but I feel it's heightened. Are, Are you finding that yourself? Are you finding more people are kind of asking those deeper questions and wanting more happiness? Absolutely. I mean, we live in a time that is uh, full of anxiety, let's face it, and and it's escalating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that forces us to look inside for the answers because we're not getting them outside. Um, it's, mm. it's, uh, it's a chaotic place, but uh, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we can't draw on our inner resources. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Um, I'm glad to hear you say this, but let's look at this a little more. So you're saying because of the anxiety, actually, all that uncertainty and anxiety, that it is actually kind of, let's say, regular folk are looking more within. You know, it's this kind of wake up. Wow, okay. It is a wake up. It's a it's a period that uh, let's look at it as an invitation to look inside mm-hmm. for our inner security. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. So let me ask you, with your research that you've done, what does it look like? I mean, like trying to get you know the acclaim outside, or is it the marriage, or having another child, or is it a car, or is it, what is it, you know buy, buying this yeah. or buying that? How does that cycle work? And then when when do people start looking within? And how did how do they start looking in within? And what is what is the way that you find is a helpful or beneficial way of looking within? Well, let's start with that cycle of um, cycle of desire. You know, when we are uh, prompted to look for happiness on the outside. You know, whether as you said, it's a new car or having a a better relationship, or maybe a child will do it, or whatever. But um, even on a more superficial level, you know, if if you want to acquire a new uh, pair of shoes or something like that, um, and mm-hmm. you have this huge desire, um, you're you're focused on it, you want it, and then eventually you get it. That desire is fulfilled. You feel that burst of happiness um, and you enjoy it for a bit but then what happens mm-hmm. the desire fades you know it's not new mm-hmm. anymore it's not so great it's not so cool and then you start connecting with that 
that same emptiness, that same feeling that made you want to search for something else. And and then you find a new shiny object, whatever it may be. And then the desire builds and builds again. And it becomes, mm. you know, a, a cycle of desire. We're always looking for the new to make us feel better. But um, the, the, the idea is that those types of bursts of happiness, and we call that happiness. I, I have a much broader <laughs> definition of happiness. But that good feeling um, is temporary. It's like ice cream. It'll melt, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, what we what we don't often realize is that we can connect with uh, more uh, ever-present good feelings that have to do with gratitude, for example. What What is good in your life right now? What is working right now? Appreciating the people around you, appreciating that you get up in the morning and you, you can take another breath, you know, things like that. Uh, appreciating your capacity to help yourself and to help someone else, um, a, a simple act of kindness, um, you know, compassion. These these sorts of things no one can take away from you. You are not dependent on anyone else. They are sourced from within you. And in fact, mm-hmm. I, I would say that they are part of your true nature. So it feels good mm-hmm. to connect with that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, the emptiness, is that part of the human condition? Do we bump into that? Let's then... So, you know, censored in self, I'm feeling good. Is that going to come up or is that a signal there's something wrong or is that? No, I think it's, it's, I think it is normal and natural. There comes a point in everyone's life when they ask, you know, what is this all about? Why am I here? What is my <laughs> soul calling for? You know, and, and these are very important important questions call it a rite of passage it, it's it happens to most everyone at some point in time and that's the wake up call that's the that's the invitation to grow and and sometimes even so called negative emotions um can be a portal for that growth mm. it's so interesting it always comes back to us right always comes oh yeah back. Right. <laughs> we can't avoid it. <laughs> right. Now, Randy, how did you get on this path? What were you doing before and how this whole idea of happiness, um, and of course you started that the project happiness, how did that come about for you? Well, it started from a period of uh, unhappiness and challenge. Uh, um both for me and within my family. My um, teenager was very unhappy and dealing with stress and depression. And I Mm. was trying to help, looking for all sorts of sources, everything that I had read that could possibly be helpful, but nothing resonated at all. And then the Mm. question arose like, what is the best way to reach a teenager, you know? And 
what kind of resources could help. So I started researching, and there was this Science of Happiness, that course that was taking place at Harvard University. So why was that not available for younger kids? That was the beginning of the whole thing. Mm. And then (laughs) my background was film, so I thought, okay, what if we made a film where we brought kids from different countries together to give us some answers on the nature of lasting happiness because maybe, you know, kids would hear it from other kids. So that's how it Mm -hmm. began. And then we brought in more thought leaders and um, uh, eventually they had an audience with the Dalai Lama in Dharamsala, which was life-changing. And uh, Mm -hmm. that gave birth to the book, the curriculum, and all that sort of organically one thing led to another. Mm. How interesting, because it must have been even more and must still be more fulfilling for you because it came out of this intense love and for your child, son, right. and probably some angst there of trying to help, and it yeah. opened up this whole world for you. Yes, you know the the expression from pain into purpose, right? That's yeah. truly yeah. what it was for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel very almost, grateful. Mhm. I almost, you know, I love that saying because I I feel like that's in a way, oh, so that that we're all meant to do is to take what's happened to us and, you know, and and create or express or help or reach out and, you know, it's kind of the life alchemical process, right? Um, yeah. And you've done it so And let me ask you, do you find that brings happiness when we're able to do that? Yes. Not only happiness, but it brings tremendous meaning. You know, when you say, mm-hmm. you know, you're living what feels like a, a meaningful life. And, and I think mm-hmm. it does connect you to your sole purpose, Um it, it aligns you in in a deeper way, you know. So that's mm-hmm. the gift. I mean, there. That's why sometimes challenges are gifts in disguise. And like the expression goes, uh, "Life doesn't happen to you; it happens for you." Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yes, yes, I do as well. Sometimes not when I'm in something, but. Yeah. Yeah. On the on the other side of it, you're like, oh my gosh, what happened? Um, then you have more perspectives. Sometimes when you're in it, yeah. you're <laughs> you're flailing and <laughs> complaining yeah. and what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The difference is now you know that's the process, and you just kind of okay, right? The human part, but you know, it's uh. Yeah. It's a while to like, get there. Oh, this again? I, I always <laughs> I always ask two questions um, when mm-hmm. I'm in the midst of something, or maybe when I get some perspective on the other side is, uh, what can I learn from this, and mm-hmm. how can this make me stronger? Mm. Wow. That's a good That's Two good things to really ask. Now, you also bring in some neuroscience with your research. What did that look like? Did you 
interview neuroscientists? Was there tests done? How and what were the findings? Um, well, I basically scoured uh, for all oh. the the latest research um, that I could find on on uh, the emotions, and um, it was fascinating to find uh, everything from um, epigenetics that uh, mm-hmm. you know we we have this on a cellular level we're predisposed to certain attitudes or we carry certain beliefs and so on which by of course mm. we can change you know with awareness right. comes great possibilities um to the uh Dan Siegel's work where uh name it to tame it so by naming mm. or labeling our emotion um we gain greater awareness of it and uh and then we can actually have some distance and and choose mm-hmm. how we might want to handle it rather than being enmeshed and engulfed and swallowed by that emotion. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm a big proponent of that, naming it, you know, saying what it is or what you're going through. And because I feel like if you don't accept what is, what's actually happening, that's when we get into the, the soupy, you know, we get down the back exactly. Right, but naming yeah, it. Yeah, um, so I true. Love that. Yeah, get. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we've had Dr. Bruce Lipton on before, and he talked about the biology of belief, you know, epigenetics. Yeah. And I feel that's such powerful, um, you know, work and area, I think, of life for, for everyone. I mean, it's amazing. What did you find with that, with the belief and things being tapped on? How did you find it affected people, and also did you find ways as people became happier or to get happier, were there ways to kind of unmantle or dismantle certain beliefs that, that actually are, don't make us happy? Oh, yes, yes. Well, first of all, I'm a big fan of uh, Bruce Lipton and his work, and uh, it, it's it's really important to understand that um, yeah, we all come in with some of this baggage, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, but you know that again is is the human condition. So mm-hmm. um, there's one uh, there's one strategy, if you will, or uh, <laughs> one way to get through some of the really difficult beliefs, and and that has to do with tenderness and um, really being gentle with ourselves, embracing that hurt, that wound, um, Mm -hmm. and bringing it to the light of day. So uh, one thing that I'd love to share is called the peace process. And uh, basically when, uh, let's say when fears come up, for let's use it for fears, we can either befriend okay. them and uh, kind of utilize their protective focus because fears in many ways are there to protect us, to help us break through to something new. Um, or, of course, we can also numb that with binges of, of TV, mm-hmm. food, exercise, you name it, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Everyone has their their uh, their fave, right? But um, the mm-hmm. biggest fear is uh, really to feel your feelings. And I think 
Um, mm. Very few people are immune from to that. You know, we we all that's human, right? But yeah. um, think of it as fear, uh, as a baby, right? A baby who is mm-hmm. sobbing and wanting to get your attention, like, "Hello, I'm hurting," mm-hmm. you know, um, and. Uh, it's the same thing. Um, you, Like a baby, your fears want your attention. So you wouldn't lock a baby in a dark basement, right? Right. right. So it's, it's the same with your fears, you know, and the idea is to make it safe for them to emerge. They need to be held. They need to be comforted. They need to be able to relax and to come to the surface. So... Um, this peace process just invites that, uh, you know, to, it, it, it kind of gives you this process. First, you find the feeling and where it is in your body, you know, because mm-hmm. our emotions are are so much in our body. It's not just in our heads, even though we might think so. So you feel, where do you feel it? In the heart, in the throat, in your gut, and so on. And another important part is really staying present. You know, don't try and fix it or numb it. Just be present to that and accept it, you know, like you would a hurt child. Try and send it some care and some love. And then um, you will you give that feeling a space to to breathe, you know, to mm. to be. You know, that's the hardest part is to be with that emotion. Mm-hmm. Don't distract yourself. Just be with it. And it could be seconds. It could be minutes. But you will feel um, the intensity dissipate. You know, it naturally, mm-hmm. naturally. And um, and then there is a peaceful feeling that grows from that. You're actually creating more spaciousness within yourself. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I, I think of it as like real estate in your brain, if you will, or your whole body, because um, when we're clogged up with... Um, uh, conflicting or anxious or intense feelings that um, that doesn't leave that much room for the the peaceful feeling that aligned feeling. But when you allow the feeling through that gentle, tender acceptance, when you allow that to dissipate, then you have so much more room, so much more um, expansiveness for curiosity for trying something new to be open to the the magic in the world do you know what i mean mm-hmm. i do yeah as you were saying it i'm thinking well you know in a way it's, it's not cutting off anything we cut off from you know not only is the, the, the subconscious acting out but that it would seem that it not only dims our light but limits our energy or maybe even you know kind of exhaustion depression you know, tiredness, if I keep cutting off this part of me, you know, energetically as you're talking, I'm thinking. Um, and also what you're saying is so not the stiff upper lip, punitive, push through it. You're actually saying love that part, have that self-compassion. Exactly, exactly. It's mm-hmm. all about 
the self-compassion. And, and the research shows that, you know, grit and just pushing your way through it will only take you so far. But with mm-hmm. self-compassion, you actually build greater resilience, um, you know. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, you can bounce back faster. You know, you you mm-hmm. have that, uh, I don't know, that that greater inner strength that you can call on. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you, let me ask you this kind of a, I don't know, quirky question, but I think it's so applicable. What do you think of emotions and are there, do you ascribe to positive negative emotions? Are there difficult emotions? What are yeah. your thoughts and feelings on emotions? Well, I used to I used to love to be on the sunny side of the street. You know what I mean? Like if there was a, right if there was a problem, I'll look at the positive side, you know. Um just get through it and get back on track and so on and um I've come to understand that there are gifts in all of the emotions. Uh, even the negative ones, like the positive ones we we understand, like love reminds you of your true nature. And happiness Mm -hmm. is all about warmth and gratitude and joy and great. And confidence helps you act on your desires. You know, all that we know. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, sadness gives Mm. space for a fresh start. You know, we don't often Mm -hmm. think of that, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, fear is actually very protective. It alerts you to danger, uh, but it also, um, it it, it guides you to that next Mm -hmm. step as well. And anger uh, is, you know, it can take down a house. It can take down a village that yeah. will know uncontrolled anger, you know. It's, it's mm-hmm. the most powerful emotion. But what if we could channel that power into uh, something that we need in our life? Like, for example, into creating healthier boundaries. You know, with without mm-hmm. anger, that's harder to do. And the social justice system would not even exist without a, a, a degree of anger about the injustice in the world. Like Martin Luther King, sure, he had mm-hmm. anger, and he he used it skillfully. Gandhi, you know, the suffragettes, whatever. But um, it's really like it's powerful if it can be used. Uh, carefully, and let me uh, share a little story about um, this was John Lewis, who was uh, a freedom fighter in the time of Martin Luther King, and he mm-hmm. knew that he would be going on these marches, and people would you know be absolutely brutal towards them, and they practiced as if practicing like for a play. Like they would role play, um, okay, oh. so somebody's going to spit on you. Somebody's going to kick you. Someone's going to punch you. Somebody's going to throw stuff at you. You know, how are you going to react? And they literally practice skillful ways of dealing with their anger so that in real life when they were 
confronted with these situations, they could, you know, maintain their presence and look for their long-term goals, the outcomes that they wanted. And they used that anger um, as fuel as for determination for going the distance. So, wow, that's that's a huge like example of how anger can be used skillfully, right? That's amazing. I think that would even yeah. be good individually for individuals. Oh, yes, absolutely. Life, yeah, yeah interpersonal so relationships. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, and, yeah and, amazing. And to keep in mind, who do I want to be in this world? How do I want to show up in my relationships? And, and know that we... You know, we can be triggered, that's for sure, mm-hmm. and it's really helpful to know our triggers, and that's that's an invitation, you know, for for us all to be aware of what triggers us, you know, in those so-called negative emotions, into anger, into fear, into anxiety, um, uh, you know, uh, shame, another big one. Mm-hmm. You know, what are yeah, the triggers? Yeah, huge one. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a lot said about this, the, the emotional quotient or emotional quotient of things or emotional intelligence, and even the right. companies are looking for this now. What exactly is that, and how does that fit in with happiness? Okay. Well, e- emotional intelligence is the ability to, I think, I define it anyway, the, uh, the ability to navigate uh, your emotions. Um, mm-hmm. uh, John Kabat-Zinn has a, a, a saying which I love. You um, you can't uh, control the waves, but you can learn how to surf. And that's kind of uh, emotional intelligence is is, is learning about um, our own reactions, about mm-hmm. how we relate to one another. You know, again. What are our triggers? What could come up? How could we deal with that? Maybe in advance, plan, if this comes up, then this is, you know, mm. I will I will react this way. Rather than, you know, with a little foresight, rather than be caught up or swept up in the moment. Or even to know that, um, oh, I know I'm going to this Thanksgiving dinner and this relative just always tries to, you know, get me to talk about this subject, you know, that I'm politics or whatever, that I'm really, I don't, I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't want to do it, you know. So you anticipate in advance that, okay, that's, that's, we're pretty sure that's going to come up. What will I do to deflect that or uh, mm-hmm. orchestrate it so that, you know, and can have a better outcome. And it's so important because we, we have more. Go ahead. You have more I was going to say we have um, more uh, control, although I'm not sure that is the word that, that is the best, mm-hmm. but we have more influence in our own lives and, and in a sense, um, in our relationships than we know. 
because you can't dictate how somebody else is going to react, but you can uh, decide how you're going to react. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's strength in that. Mm. Now, some of what you're sharing to me touches upon mindfulness or being mindful. How big of a part, if any, does meditation or mindfulness come into the, the strategies and or, you know, connecting emotionally, that emotional advantage, as well it's as happiness, huge. I guess. So, I'm so happy you mentioned it? that. Oh, is oh, it? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, it's, it's foundational. You know, to have a mindfulness practice, to be able to observe one's emotions, you know, without judgment and so on, um, the whole idea of observing uh, rather than being caught up in it is it just gives us so many more um, choices and um, Mm. being present in our life is a lot more fun than going through on autopilot wouldn't you say yeah absolutely so that's interesting so that is a big component then it Um, is huge it is huge and you know if people are uncomfortable with meditating and not everyone is a meditator there are just other ways of of being present and paying attention in your life um, slowing it down um, enjoying um, the sun on your back you know uh, mm-hmm. taking in a conversation putting away the damn phones when you get into the house you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we're sincerely addicted, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. that that's an obstacle. I mean, really, people uh, tune out so drastically when they are mm-hmm. um, in that addiction mode to their devices. So, you know, um, mindfulness, meditation, presence, um, it's the key. I'd say it's, it's, it's a huge pillar of um, dealing with uh, one's emotions, whatever they are, in a positive way. And also, it it creates the conditions for lasting happiness. It's that powerful. Mm. So let me ask you, so you're seeing that direct correlation then, the happiness. So do you, do you find that the witnessing, the slowing down, the unplugging, that people begin to noticeably get happier or feel happier. Uh yes, yes. And and it's also um it's also about giving yourself permission to be happier. Giving yourself uh uh allowing for um good experiences and savoring them, taking them in. Uh Rick Hansen has a, a process called taking in the good, where um, when mm-hmm. something good is happening, um, don't just ignore it and, uh, oh, on to the next. Oh, this was cool. I finished this goal and, oh, but there's so much more. Oh, my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, but mm-hmm. rather taking a moment to take it in, to savor it, even like 10, 20, 30 seconds if you can, and just Feel that bathe 
and soothe all the cells in your body. I mean, it's just a, a real invitation to greater happiness. And then uh, we develop reservoirs of uh, mm. of of joy, of uh, of peace, of good feelings that we can come back to when the inevitable challenges arise. So, yeah, mm. it, it, it's important to. Uh, um, make the time, actually build mm-hmm. in the time for self-care, for happiness, for true connection with one another, um, for nature, for uh, using our bodies, you know, exercise, walking, gardening, whatever it might be, creative expression. Mm-hmm. These are all, these are all uh, important facets of happiness, even volunteering or helping other humans is is so enriching and that mm-hmm. again is a happiness yeah. that that stays with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about, you know, the emotional advantage um embracing all your feelings to create a life you love. I want to tie it into the uh your project happiness. Within the book are there the tenets of what your findings with project happiness? This is a two-parter. That's part of it. And then also, what is from your research, what is that emotional advantage, or how are the emotions an advantage? Okay. I'll, I'll first answer the how the emotions are an advantage. Um, well, generally, there are three ways of dealing with, uh, you know, the emotions or the big emotions. And one is that they can flood us and just seem to take over almost like our brain is being hijacked. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't really get you where you want to go. Um, the, the other one is suppressing the emotions. Um, and some people, you know, are proponents of like, keep calm and carry on, you know. But if we <laughs> right. continually, like the voice I use for that, I I I find it amusing. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. So sometimes, you know, uh, it, there's no permission to feel what we feel, you know. So uh, people suppress their emotions and put them away like, no, I can't deal with this now. I'll have to deal with this later. Guess what? It doesn't go away. You know, it stays there. It it's it's buried and it has to come out sometime. And the sooner the better because otherwise, you know, unexpressed emotions or wounding can fester, right? So mm-hmm. that's a process. It's it's about accepting all of our emotions. And that's part of the third uh, way, which I see as the best way, which is um, accepting the full range of the human experience. You know, we are given, mm-hmm. we are gifted with these emotions when we are born for a reason because each and every one um, has uh, ha- has attributes that help us. For example, um, guilt, even guilt can bring you back to your core values. And um, mm. a- anxiety is a wake-up call to make a shift. So it's a good thing, you know. It, it's an invitation to look deeper, and uh, intolerance is is the opposite side of 
tolerance. So when we learn to accept mm-hmm. that we're all in this together, you know. So um, once we understand that the whole spectrum of human emotions is there for a reason, and they are like our messengers. They give us guidance, guidance like, hey, something's a little off here. You know, it's it's time to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Take a little look, you know. And, and, of course, the positive emotions are just help us expand, help us elevate, help us connect in deeper, deeper mm-hmm. ways. So each emotion has a tremendous value and it's a huge advantage to accept them and work with them, develop, you know, this emotional agility to, uh, you know, un- understand that, okay, I'm feeling, th- oh, by the way, and emotions, they say, only last approximately six seconds when they flood mm. your system chemically until they wow. subside, unless, unless oh. we uh, introduce that thought again and again and again and we expand the um, oh. feeling. So isn't that interesting? I, I found that fascinating. It is very interesting, yeah. So we might as yeah. well just work with it, process through it, because it's not a very long topic, you know. Exactly. It could be so short. It could be like the more aware we become of our triggers and our strategies, the, the faster we can just use the whatever emotion is and say thank you you know that's awesome information emotions are data points and then i want to mm-hmm. um address the idea of happiness and how that relates to project happiness so you know we break it up on uh especially for social media um to little bite-sized chunks that everybody can take in um and but it's all really it's a mix of the neuroscience the mindfulness the timeless wisdom and so on but we've boiled it down into a brain friendly way that people can just you know take in super easy and and that is mindful monday gratitude tuesday <laughs> wednesday wellness which has to do with you know, the basics we all know. Get enough sleep. Sleep hygiene is so important. Yeah. You know, nutrition from food that will energize you rather than leave you with a depleted feeling. Um, and exercise, which is nature's natural antidepressant, you know, whether it just be mm-hmm. walking to the corner or whatever. Um, then Thoughtful Thursday has to do with um altruism and and uh helping one another paying it forward you know that's really mm-hmm. uh bringing our best self forward and uh creating that loop of positivity that just grows and kindness is contagious and it's just such a wonderful warm feeling and then friday is about friday freedom and that's letting mm-hmm. go of our limiting beliefs and that looks mm. at mindset, the growth mindset, the fixed mindset, how we keep ourselves stuck and what we can do to free ourselves. And really, it's a, it's about emotional freedom. And mm-hmm. then we go so into, 
Saturday, but, which is sorry, what were you going to say? Well, we're winding out. We're actually out of town. So really quickly, because I want people to know how to be able to reach you. Um, okay. Just was it Saturday? Yeah. Oh, Saturday social connection and Sunday soul returning to, you know, oh. that that all that beautiful wisdom and strength that we have inside. Yeah. Oh, love it. Oh, I wish we had more time. If you have an open invite to come back, I love what you sh- have been Thank sharing. Thank you. In the I so enjoyed our conversation. Is, yeah, people have been saying this is so helpful, you know, very beneficial oh. and very helpful. Um, so, Randy, where do people start? Obviously, they can get your book, Emotional Advantage, Embracing All Your Feelings to Create a Life You Love. And is there a website with more resources for our listeners? Yes, absolutely. So I'll, I'll direct you to two. There's um, projecthappiness.org, which is our um, educational and our social media arm, where you can get those kind of messages. And then randyterran.com, where I have the book and all sorts of challenges that have to do with that. Beautiful. Thank you, Randy. Thank you so much for coming on Awakening and sharing. Really appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, too. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. That was Randy Turan. You can go to Randy Turan, T-A-R-A-N.com, and we were digging in and discussing Project Happiness, projecthappiness.org, which she co-founded, as well as her most recent book, Emotional Advantage, Embracing All Your Feelings to Create a Life You Love. Thank you all for being here on the program and um, co-creating this. Uh, you can connect with me at soulplayground.life, um, also Twitter, Facebook, and, of course, Instagram. And until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.